I think the reality is a few months later with chat GPT-4 is that doesn't matter. What matters is, are you turning bad actors into superhuman, you know, actors who have literally the knowledge of the gods at their fingertips? We are Michael Vesey in London, England. Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business and you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be. We're here to get you there. Let's jump in. Smart e-commerce operators know that net profit is the lifeblood of a business, but at a small and profitable business than a large one which earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook by Jason Miles gives you 17 specific proven profit-taking actions. For a limited time, we are sharing this valuable resource with our listeners completely free. Download your 60-page workbook and start making your business more profitable today. Just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. That's theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the e-commerce leader hot takes discussion with our panel, Chris Green, Kyle Hamer, Jason Miles, and myself, Michael Vesey. Today, we are talking about chat GPT-4 and artificial intelligence. Just how deep does this rabbit hole go? Can it be useful to us as marketers? If so, how? And, you know, is it really scary? Are we approaching some kind of singularity? All that and more in today's discussion. So I hope you enjoy this lively debate about chat GPT-4 and artificial intelligence. Jason, what's on your mind this week? What is top of your mind? All chat GPT, man. All chat GPT for it is amazing, revolutionary. You know, you and I did conversations when chat GPT 3.5 came out about how this was the new Oracle of Delphi, whatever even that is. I don't even know. I'll have to ask chat GPT to define what that phrase is, but a super smart thing. And, uh, and it, you know, it's fascinating to see how it's influencing people. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I would just say that the smartest thinkers I follow are saying this is this shift in online culture equivalent to the internet startup itself, equivalent to World Wide Web, you know, equivalent to mobile, like the app store. This is a huge, huge shift. And it's just going down in the last two, three months. Open AI is, is changing the game. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Of course, there are already best-selling books about how the chat GBT millionaire hits the book. That's I was looking at yesterday has great reviews, actually. So I'm going to get it, but it's for business folks who want to use chat GPT. And I think that's insanely important for us to tune into, understand what's happening and really use it for business improvements in every way we can. Yeah, it, it's hard to know even where to start, isn't it? Once you open that kind of words, it's, it's so big. I mean, I think what's interesting is it's one of those things that has been overhyped for quite a few years. And then it's being underhyped sounds a dangerous thing to say, but I mean, you, you can see it as another thing because we've been burned by, oh, crypto is going to make everyone rich. And, you know, AI is coming, AI is coming for 10 years. It's a bit like the boy cried wolf. You know, I think the wolf's turned up. <laughs> I think the fact that Elon Musk and Steve Wozniak, such huge luminaries in the world of tech, are begging for it to slow down shows how 
serious this is i think and i don't yeah. see it slowed yeah. down i think there is yeah. an arms race as we discussed right on our podcast jason that yeah. i think there is an arms race and i think it will speed up and what strikes me is that you don't want to go into a gunfight with a you know with a knife yeah. that's basically how the british and the french and so forth took over the world in the 19th century because they brought guns to knife fight literally yeah. and, and just dominated and i think if we allow ourselves to fall into that trap and not arm ourselves with knowledge the right tools if we want them and understanding then we are going to be vulnerable to that so in other words the other side's got robots, I'm on the other side, meaning your competition or anyone you're concerned about, we yeah. have to at least understand it, if not embrace it. Yeah, I think the caution that they're bringing to the party at first, at first, like in December, when I was really tuning into a chat GPT 3.5, the, the buzz and the concern was, is this thing going to be sentient? Like when, when is this thing going to in the singularity? I think the reality is a few months later with chat GPT 4 is that doesn't matter. What matters is, are you turning bad actors into superhuman, you know, actors who have literally the knowledge of the gods at their fingertips? And do you really want a ninth grader who's disgruntled to have access to every possible way in which you could do anything you want? That is the power of ChatGPT4. And I think that's freaking people out. It's like, oh, wait, we don't care if this thing's alive or not. We just don't want the evil people to use it to literally, you know, be malicious and, and tear the world apart. I think that's the big concern. I don't, you know, it, and it's fascinating. You're right for Elon Musk and Wozniak and a thousand other thought leaders in the space to say, Hey, everybody, we need to put a moratorium on releasing more powerful versions of this. It's really, really a meaningful moment in history. So anyway, so that's top of mind for me this week. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I don't, you're, uh, no matter what technology it is, you're always going to have nefarious actors that find a way to, uh, take the technology and use it, you know, to their advantage and take advantage of other people. So I, I don't know, I, I don't know if Elon Musk or Wozniak are going to be able to solve that fundamental issue of human bad actors using technology. Oh, they already said, they already said nobody's going to listen to them, but they're just yeah. making a point in time yeah. where they say, look, this is cataclysmic and it's the difference is the sc orders of magnitude for sure you know, orders of magnitude you know a gun or a knife is a gun or a knife yeah how to create your own nuclear bomb is different. a whole different yeah. order of magnitude for sure you know yeah you're muted mike's muted some of us are going to be overtaken by AI in about five seconds because we don't even know how to work a mute button. So <laughs> if, you're, if your AI would have automatically unmuted you, it, it, it would. Yeah, talking. I need to employ a robot to, to maybe, say, maybe, maybe it would have kept you muted. Oh, hey, yeah, I've done. So no, just is, in that regard, Kyle plugged in to Zoom the read.ai tool, the meeting notes that thing spits out for our clients now. Have you guys seen that? Absolutely, insanely good. That like would say beautifully presented topics, bullet points, action items, the whole nine yards. It's amazing. S searchable so, it's keyword topics and phrases. It's crazy. Yeah. So this, this, this is perfect. Like, this is perfect. This is good. Check it out. Mike. Yeah. If there's an AI tool that can listen to a video recording, right? Like a, your episode of your podcast, turn it into, mm -hmm. so you don't have to transcribe and then like edit and change it up. It just takes the raw audio and makes it into something much more readable with notes and searchable keywords and all these things. Now it just made it easier for you to create content that can be published 
using platforms like KDP and all this stuff. And like, I, I did post about this, but I was, I'm not trying to be down on AI, but I think AI is a little overhyped and I'm happy to be wrong on this. I don't know, but AI is going to help people create things that can be offered, sold, used for marketing, all these things, right? It's going to help you create a book. Someone who couldn't create a book now can use AI to create a book. Great. So what? We went through this with Merch by Amazon, where yes, anybody can have a design, good or bad, hire somebody for a dollar, $5, $10, create a design. You can have amazing looking products on Amazon for free. So what? Until AI teaches people how to become great at sales and marketing and, and getting customers to be interested in and be willing to pay for products, doesn't matter. You can have all these tools creating your most amazing you know, podcast summary book ever. But if nobody knows about it, nobody's going to buy it, right? If nobody cares about it, yeah. nobody's going to trade their money for it. So there are, I'm sure I'll be wrong on this, skills that only humans can do. I don't know how an AI marketer is going to work. I get, I give a, a, an AI a TikTok account and say, hey, get followers and engage with them in a way that's going to get them to buy my product comes out. You didn't get my newsletter last week, did you? <laughs> my, I was laughing because he knew I was going to bring it up. So last week for my newsletter, I wrote a very involved and awesome newsletter inviting people to get a free Shopify site audit. And at the end, I put, P.S., I was too busy to do this myself this morning, so I had ChatGPT write this for me. I think she did a nice job. And I got so many comments from people who said, that was an amazing newsletter. And then at the end, when you said you didn't even write it, ChatGPT wrote it for you. I was like, dang. And so, yeah, these tools will do the marketing for you. And it'll only be a matter of time before they do more and more sophisticated marketing for you. I can tell you analytics will be a big domino fall where you interpret, for example, Facebook ads, Google ads, and on and on where the robots will take over for you. And there are many ways in which they will start to do services for you. Yeah. That'll bleed right into the communications and marketing that we all depend on for scaling our business. That's I already happening. I saw, I think it was last week, there was a, a service that will basically write your email newsletters. It'll auto-generate them and it all uses AI. And it's really interesting. So what you do is you basically set it up, you feed it sort of your topics, you feed it the thought leaders that you like. And then it goes out and scours the internet for the most popular articles that are like trending for that moment in time, and then writes your email newsletter for you and has it ready to go. And it's just like, and done. how much do you pay for that one? Cause chat GPT I, does that for you for free. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, they, 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 yeah, they like try, I don't know what they charge <laughs> for it, but uh, I just yeah. thought it was super interesting that it was all sort of built and wired to just send out your email newsletter, but it'll actually yeah. send the email and do the whole shebang. Yeah. Totally. I, I, dis I disagree on the record. How about that? Interesting. I, I would say it's not generative. It's still copying. Well, no, actually. Well, that's an interesting that's debate. It's not generative. It's hmm. no. so like, go copy these thought leaders or like, hey, let me feed in hours of my podcast. No, or go it's read way all more of my old books. No, it's way like more. To get my voice. No, way more sophisticated than that. You can load oh. in all your own content and have your you knowledge. You have to paid. have that content. Right. Yeah. So someone can. with no content who's never been on the internet before can't just walk in and say, Hey, look, I've got a generic sounding newsletter that's in the voice of Mark Cuban crossed with Gary V. Like, great. You guys looking forward to reading that? You guys signing up for that? Yeah. People do, buddy. Well, and you know well, what? People, really people do, but people are going to, in my I, opinion, evolve and look for those verified check marks from real people 
and something signed with an NFT that means an actual person wrote this. Kind what, of you're, what you're saying is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this will make your marketing faster, more efficient, and beautifully oh, done. I, what I you're that. saying is no one wants to follow a robot. I would agree. No, no, no. no one wants to follow <laughs> a robot. <laughs> what I'm saying is someone with no experience can't just come in and buy their way in with tech and tools and actually make it personal. And I do think that humans for at least the foreseeable future are going to connect with personally. Be like, yes, I know there's an actual Jason Mildman there. I don't care that he used chat to write in his own voice, but you can't just walk in. You spent years, decades to be able to do the things that you're able to do. Everybody here has spent so much time that yes, we can walk into these things. This is exactly what we're talking about at the beginning. Someone could put out, hey, you don't need to learn marketing. Just get this chat GPT course that I put together and people are going to kind of fall for it. They're not going to realize the reason it works for Jason Miles is because he has a backlog of content where chat GPT can write a newsletter. Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. That sounds like he actually, he, not just someone, he, Jason Miles, the person they're connected to, the person that they know, like, and trust, the person they want to buy from, it's still involved, even if it's at a minor level. It's not some like ghost behind like some just kid randomly on the planet that's just pushing buttons and collecting money scamming people on a selling a course they don't even know what it's about I here's like, what i would just say right. <laughs> it, this is a moment in time where this is not many chat this is a whole this is mobile computing this is the internet this is a time where you want to look at how these sy- the systems working or these systems are working and not ignore the moment and you know, how you adapt it to your business, whether you're a newbie or whether you're a veteran, is going to be one of a million different outcomes. But mm, I guess my whole point is this is not this is not to be ignored, in my view. No, that's not yeah, that's yeah. not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, I would say one thing that people miss because the thing is, of course, you know, we're podcasters, so we're generating content in the form of words, and you know, if we write a blog about it, or rather. Chat GPT is going to write the blog because we've already got a backend process that does that, by the way, for several weeks because I haven't got the time to write it and we've got a nice slick process down that I think is working. So that's helpful and that's generative content. But analytical stuff is something that fewer of us understand. I don't have a mathematical degree and, you know, some of us are better with analytics than others. Carl, I guess you're probably the best amongst the four of us, but the backend analytics have been guiding human decisions based on algorithms for couple of decades now, at least since the out, the Google search algorithm has changed how people shop, how people find love, how people, do, you know, find restaurants, you know, how they live in some ways. And that's been, you know, tweaking our experiences based on an algorithm an artificial intelligence engine that learns from experience for 20 years. Facebook has profoundly changed the world. It's creating a lot of social misery, I think. And so is TikTok. And so is, you know, particularly with, you know, amongst teenage kids or whatever, there's so much social bad and good and and everything that comes out of it. So what I would say is AI has quietly been changing 
human interactions for years. And one of the interesting things that strikes me about internet marketing is simply that as humans, we have been trying to use human ingenuity, to your point, Chris, which I think does count a huge amount, to tweak algorithms to get ranked, whether it's on Amazon or Google or TikTok or YouTube, the same thing, it's an algorithm, to be then engaged with by humans. So I think all we're doing in some ways is inserting a bit of a robot in between me trying to rank on Google manually. It's really hard. If I can get a super smart robot to try and work with the super smart robots of, of Google, it's basically a Google ranking wars. And on the other end of it, there's a human. So there is a human to human interaction, but there's always been AI in between a lot always the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I think now we're just introducing another AI actor, which in some ways evens up the fight because little old me can now use some pretty sophisticated technology to try and beat the hugely sophisticated technology of Google Michael, to try and get ranked, for example. Oh, totally. Should you, anything you put out be the number one result on Google for anything? You personally? I don't think anything I've put out has been, well, yeah, maybe for the old very, very niche thing. Yeah. Where right, so very, very niche thing. Okay. Yeah. But, so we don't need people using AI to you know, get the algorithm to put them on the front page of Google, right? Like I want to trust that Google's putting the best actual results for what I'm looking for, mm. not, hey guys, it's super easy. Use chat GPT and, and use AI and you could be on the front page of Google. No, that's a bad idea. I don't want that. I don't want anybody trying to do that. Even though it sounds great. I want, I, I believe my stuff's the best. Eh, we all think our stuff's the best. No, I but the truth is not, most of us are wrong. I'm not saying it's desirable. I'm saying it is inevitable. I think it's like arms races. If, if yeah. China and the US. If it comes to less useful, people are, they're not going to use. Google. True. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I guess it comes down to an age of fight. I mean, Google has been fighting people using various forms of manipulation to try and rank, you know, for, for 20 years. And, and, you know, there's been an ongoing arms race. And I think this is just up the arms race. I don't think that people should manipulate Google rankers. I think they inevitably will because there's so much self-interest driving it, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think it's a question of manipulate, but if you ask ChatGPT, how do you create the best practice in long form blog post for SEO, you know, purposes, it's going to give you an amazing step-by-step -step how to do that. If everybody who wants to do that does that, then it is an arms race and everyone has to raise their, then Google's like, dang, all of the internet just got really good, but, or at least 5% of it did, you know, but yeah. that's, those are the people who want to go after that kind of pursuit of knowledge and expertise. Most it's a different thing we're looking for content, you know, <laughs> we still need curation and coaching and mentoring because we, that, that information is already out there. How to do yeah. long form SEO ready content is already out there, but we don't know if I'm looking for it. I don't know who to look for it from. I don't know who to trust. I could stumble onto it and not know it's the right thing. Yeah. Because, but if I had a mentor and maybe ChatGPT becomes the actual mentor to where it's Would like, you hey, let it be your mentor. If it was good enough, if it proved it was actually right. If it actually understood my needs and then, you know what I mean? Like, which mm -hmm. is actually a great way to use AI to actually understand it yet for your, to be your mentor. Okay. I challenge you to do that. Chat GPT four, pay for the, pay for the new one, the four, and you go interview it and see if it's, it's worthy of being your mentor and let us know. I mean, it's an interesting thought experiment. It is. It, it yeah. actually really is. If we could have a question say, Hey, ch ask chat GPT these yeah. questions about you and see how right it is because yeah. answers right. need to be curated. Like yeah. the things that, you know, things that I know, things I'm looking for, the answers should be different based on totally. who's asking it. And I don't know if it actually does that yet. Yeah, it depends on what information it's got, doesn't it? To be fair, a human researcher, just like a a, a computer, would be garbage in, garbage out. If if I went to somebody mm -hmm. in you know India and hired a VA, he worked incredibly diligently to find out stuff about me that wasn't online. There's no way they can find it out unless they break into my house in London. That's not going to happen. 
And I think to be fair, if we can compare humans and, and machines in that way, we need to start with the data we're giving them. But to that point of how good are these things, ChatGPT3 scored something like the 10th percentile on the bar exam in the US. They used a few human sort of intelligence tests on them. And, and ChatGPT4, as I understand it, it was called on the 90th percentile. It basically would become a lawyer in the US if you didn't actually yeah. see who was filling it in. That gives yeah. you serious supports for thought, I think. I mean, that I don't think the idea of general AI is not here yet, but I think within a, a, a wider area than it was before, I think it's kind of here. I, I think it, I think the layer than, than that. that chat GPT has put on all this is natural language on top of data. Mm -hmm. That's really the fundamental thing mm -hmm. that is happening. Like the data has existed on the internet. All yeah. that data is there. How do we access it now? We have to type in Google search. Like, you know, we have to actually use language and Google has to interpret that language and then, you yeah. know, find a result. Now we're just asking. It's like Star Trek. Computer, please, mm -hmm. you know, do this thing. And it can figure it out because it understands the, the language. And I want a fifth graders level response, right. not a PhD exactly. dissertation paper. That's the difference. You know, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I think ChatGPT is just the, the surface of the surface, honestly. Like, if you can do things, somebody was saying that uh, on a podcast, I think it was the All In One podcast, which I, I listen, All In podcast, rather, that somebody said they did a rough sketch of what they wanted the website to be like, took a photo of it and uploaded it to ChatGPT4 and said, make a website. And it spread out code. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not just a, a, a language processing mm -hmm. thing. It, it is amazing at code and code is what the internet's built off, right? So mm -hmm. I think this goes very deep, very quickly. I mean, like, like at yeah. Olympic, to your point, Chris, I mean, I, I share some of your misgivings and also your hope that people want to connect with people and a unique voice, but I don't know how unique voices are. I mean, just to end on this thought, literally a voice, right? I'm a person that does podcasting and listens to voices for podcasts. And I listened to a podcast the other day and I'll put it in the show notes. I'm going to say who it is just to give a bit of intrigue to the listeners. And we did this in the, the deep dive the other day. And he consciously put a few prompts into ChatGPT at probably three at that point and read them out. And then at the end, he said, by the way, it wasn't me reading it. This was an artificially generated voice from this lab. I can't remember who it was. And I swear, I went back and listened to it and I could not tell it was not the person talking. That gives me pause for thought. Good or bad, I don't <laughs> think. <laughs> we better wrap things up here, guys, because we've got to get back to life as we know it. Fascinating discussions. I, I really like... Look where we've gone today, guys. Love it. If you have enjoyed this at home, don't forget to subscribe to the e-commerce leader. We, we've got show notes over at theecommerceleader.com, written by a blend of yours truly and Jack GPT, and hopefully therefore not entirely made up and truthful facts at least. And then we also, of course, can be found on any internet based podcasting app near you. So don't forget to subscribe to the show as well. Just, just to surprise you guys. I'm actually an AI. I'm not actually here. My AI is constructs. Oh, yeah. I've actually been running this entire entire conversation. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Can't prove it's not. <laughs> Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific, and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. 
To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits.